Hello, welcome to the Found It podcast. I'm your host, Rob. And on this episode, we've got um, two of our friends from Nuom, a startup that we've worked with quite a while, uh, Lena and Razlan. They're the founders of Kids Direct, a Malaysian UK-based startup. And we've, like I said, we've worked with them for quite a while. Um, they're going to talk to you all about their story, how they came to become a company, how they met, and also how they weathered the kind of COVID lockdown storm and how they pivoted the company and coming through the other side of that. Please like, subscribe, give us a rating, let us know what you think of the podcast, if there's anyone we should get on, if there's any people we should talk to. Um, we're still trying to figure out the format of this, so uh, we really, really appreciate your feedback. Um, we recorded this over Zoom, and like I said, Razan's based in Malaysia, so there's some little, tiny little bit of audio hiccups, but nothing can't be ignored, so... Yeah, without further ado, enjoy the episode. Is it recording? Yeah, it's recording now anyway. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, thank you both, uh, Lena and Razan, for coming on. Um, uh, like You're we were welcome. saying off air, it's nice to meet you, finally. Um, Mike's told me a lot about <laughs> you and a lot about the project, but um, I think for most of our conversation, I think Martin might have the most to kind of chime in. But it'd be, we were saying this before... Um, it might be interesting for me to kind of hear your side of the story and the project um, firsthand with like kind of fresh ears, I guess. Um, yeah. So I guess before we start, um, do you guys want to just quickly introduce yourselves, just give a bit of a kind of bio of yourselves and say who you are? Um, sure. Sure. Uh, ladies first, Lena, <laughs> why don't you go first? <laughs> I'm Lena and um, um, we both... Um, have been on this for a long time to create an app called Kids Direct, Razan and I. Yep. I have two kids of my own, so the idea came about when we both were parents and realized that there was a problem for us to find anything to do with our kids. You know, when we travel, when we go anywhere, it's just too much work. So, yeah, so the idea actually is Razan's idea. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> so I was waiting for that. About. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's my intro. Hi, my name is Razlan. I'm uh, I'm a parent. I have three kids. Um, currently, I'm residing in Malaysia. Um, and as Lina mentioned, um, um, we we have been long time uh, colleagues and uh, friends, uh, and uh, we both uh, kind of like stumbled upon this uh, where we realized that. Whenever Lena would come down to Malaysia, there's very little things for her to do with her kids. And this and this was, you know, going on and off, on and off. And at that, at that time, I really didn't have any idea what she was talking about. I'm like, there's a lot of things to do here in Malaysia, you know. We all go to the malls. And um, it was only after I went to Sydney, actually, for a family holiday, that I realized what Lena was talking about. There's so many things, activities that you can do with your kids, zero here in Malaysia. So um, from there, we started talking and that's how we came about this idea of coming up with uh, a solution for parents in Malaysia to find something to do with their kids. Cool. <laughs> um, so like I said, Martin told me a little bit about the project, but I think what would be really interesting and what we kind of want to get from this podcast is to kind of hear the story of, entrepreneurs who you know aren't kind of like big silicon valley type huge mm. entrepreneurs so if mm. I, I guess the question to kind of start off is when when this kind of goes you can both give your own individual answer when did you know that you wanted to start your own business and be an entrepreneur when you realized that working for someone else wasn't going to be the life for you okay i'll, I'll go first on this i've had this 
this feeling for a very long time in wanting to do something meaningful and to do something that would benefit a lot of other people. And I find that if you're working for somebody, you're not able to do that because you would need to uh, share that person's vision, you know, um, whoever that you're working for. He has a, he or she has a vision and uh, your job at that point would be to uh, execute that vision. Um, and most of the time, different people have different kind of visions. And that's why I think uh, in this particular case, um, we have a vision and, and the only way for us to do that is to be, uh, you know, on, on our own, to be entrepreneurs. And, and that's, that's when we, that's when I realized that this is the journey that I want to take. And that was about four years ago. Is that my turn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, I think. Um, I think it all just happened. I mean, we didn't really kind of say. I, you know, for me, I think it was more of a very um, natural progression. I the the line of work that Ratan and I used to be. You know, we, we were both in events, and you know, with events, there's lots of problem solving which you have to constantly. You know, you know, you always currently face with problems that we need to solve immediately. And I think in this case, you're like, you know, this is the, this, there's no one that's, you know, there's a problem out there with um, information being collated for families especially. And we thought that, you know, why isn't anyone doing something about it? And it didn't seem like a very, very big, you know, task to, to carry on when we when we had this idea, but um, you know we we told ourselves let's let's just give it a shot. You know, there's nothing to lose. It's just time that we can uh, we need to spend. The idea is there, and let's find people who believe in us to, to take this through. I think that's that's for me. That's how it progressed. We didn't really sort of like yeah no that's that's the way. For me, it wasn't that way. For Radlan, maybe he he always had an idea that he wanted to go that way, but for us, it's like for me, it was like that. <laughs> What I find great about you guys is that the difference to you guys and me is I, I obviously have done this on my own. And one of the things that I would love to do if I was to do it again is to do it with somebody else. So the fact that you guys can bounce, you know, ideas off each other. Do you feel you complement each other well? Is there a certain skill set that Lena has and Razlan has or, you know, is there conflict? You know, this <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's pretty clear who's who's got the ideas, um, but uh, ideas are not enough. Um, the one thing which, uh, uh, to be to be honest, you know, um, I find that you know ideas are great. You know, it's it's something that starts uh, it it starts um, the ball rolling. But um, as Lina would clearly remind me all the time which is um, everybody knows where the destination is, but it's how you get there. And that's what's important. And I think uh, um, I wouldn't have been able to do this without Lena because she's very constructive and, 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 she, and everything needs to be uh, mapped out. And that is something a person with an idea can't do. You know, it's not just about that idea. I think that compliments us. He's got all these ideas and he, he, you know, with him working, you can't, you can't bore him with details. He just needs to be free with all these ideas. And what I do to compliment him is just to pull these ideas down and, okay, this is the way we should do it to get there. Let's try this. So I think in that way, we do work very well, but we fight all the time. <laughs> Only yes, to get do. very good results after that. <laughs> we disagree, yeah. not fight. We disagree quite a lot. <laughs> I think in a working relationship kind of need to it's it's really nice to hear that you guys have that natural inclination that complements each other well and i think in any working relationship someone has to play that part of 
the kind of ideas person, the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, throwing things out there, being very free thinking, and then someone has to play that yeah. part to kind of bring them down. Even if it's not naturally yeah. kind of that's how they are, you kind of, it's no good having the two people talking to each other because you have two ideas, people throwing ideas at each other. You just, you end up talking past each other and vice versa. If yeah. you have two people who are trying to bring it to reality, you've got no spark. So I think it's really nice that that's naturally yeah. the kind of the skill set that you guys have. Um, so I'm interested to know, do you guys have any entrepreneurs in your family or friends or stuff? Like, do you, do you come from a, like a, a line of like business owners and things like that? Or is this something like of that you're kind of like sort of gone out there on your own? Uh, Cause when we, um, me and Martin were talking on one of our past episodes, his like grew up working with his dad and stuff. And there wasn't a lot of like kind of business owners um, in there. So he kind of had to figure a lot of it out for himself. So I was just interested if you got any kind of family or friends that are entrepreneurs that you can kind of share things with or learn from. Um, to be honest, um, I think you know now. Now that you've now that you've uh, uh, structured the question that way, I think that is also one of the other reasons on why um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Because prior to working in uh, the events and uh, advertising industry, I was working with uh, my father. Uh, so my father is a businessman and he's a very old school businessman, you know, and uh, back in the day when you, when you do business, you know, you have to be, um, you have to be the one that makes the decision, you know, and it's always, you are the one that needs to lead. And when, while I was working with him, one of the things which I find uh, frustrating was um, there was never things that I wanted to do that he would, he would allow me to do, even if it meant um, um, making the organization better. And that was very frustrating with me because, um, and that's why I say, you know, it's about sharing the vision. And at that point in time, I just knew that, you know, his vision and my vision, although our goal was the same, but we had totally different ways of doing it. And I still remember what my father would tell me. He'd, he'd, he'd say that, you know, uh, there can only be one chef in the kitchen. The minute you have two, you know, nothing's going to get done and i think that's when it sparked like i said okay you know so i'm going to take all this skill that he has taught me and whatever that he has not allowed me to do i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to be able to do it on my own and and that's how i i left him he said good riddance and uh, (laughs) and yeah that's how that's how it is now well lena what about you for me, um, well, I come from a very. Um, my parents um, are both educators. Um, we don't we don't have a single streak of business in our family line at all. But um, I grew up and left home quite early, quite young, and I've always been quite independent in terms of my thoughts and how I do things. And I think, although I didn't work with my family or my dad, I used to work with uh, different companies, and. I think a lot of ways that I am today is because of how, who I worked with before and the person who I used to work with, uh, which is the same person Rutland used to work with, had a lot of influence in how we do things today. For, for him, he was like our mentor and I think it structured the way that I am today. He's just like, if there's a problem, fix it. We'll talk about it later, but there's always a way around the problem. So the same thing I apply every day. If I, I'm, I'm stuck in a, in a, in a, you know, in a situation there's always a way around it. It's just how you get around it. So for me, that's how that's how I am. Cool. So you guys are obviously quite into your startup now. You're building product. We were just speaking off earlier that you kind of um, had this kind of change with the whole COVID situation and you've yeah. kind of pivoted and you've made this change. So 
looking back, yeah. like when you guys first had the idea, when you know Lena came to down to Malaysia and said, you know, you had this idea of the it's hard to find things for people with families to do. What piece of advice would you love to be able to go back in like a time machine and say, hey, <laughs> you know, you need to think about this, you know, or hey, you need this, you need to kind of focus on this. So if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice, is there anything else that really stands out? Um, I would I would go back and tell Lena to listen to me from the start. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the beauty about uh, being an entrepreneur and you know uh, doing it yourself is the experience that you gain and you know all these mistakes that we did. You know what we should have done, what we shouldn't have done. Um, if we were to have gone back and say you know, change that. I don't think it would, it would give a person the, the right motivation to get to where they are today. You know, most decisions that are decisions that are made are all based on either a success or fail rate. Yeah. Uh, without, without either, you know, there's, there's the, the heart of uh, exactly what you want to do <laughs> is isn't there. So if you ask me, um, if I could go back in time, what would I tell myself? I'll probably give myself the lotto number, win it, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then and you wouldn't need to do all the work. Up. You could just yeah. sit back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He doesn't do any work. He just tells me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe looking back at that now the complexity of of what it is that we you know what, what, yeah. what you guys built would you maybe start a little bit leaner in terms of getting something that's more mm-hmm. core features and getting something to market a bit quicker because yeah. obviously yes. your journey to get into market was quite a long time as well yeah um, just because of the build process yeah, the build process and for us, the timing, you know, timing was a really, you know, time and timing was just not on our side. Um, I I personally don't think I would strip anything down. There's still lots I want to add on to the app to get it out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, 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 <laughs> and when we get people asking us, oh, why isn't this feature in it? You know, it's not that we've not explored it. We have. It's just that what money would get you with the time that you have to get the product out. So that, yeah. So that, I guess that's where my question is going towards, I guess, is, is, you guys obviously self-invested, so you want to get as yeah. much for your money as possible because before yeah. we've, we've spoken about yeah. this openly is, is, is you want to get, obviously, when you begin to bring an investor in, you don't want to give too much away because, you know, you, mm. you want to get as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you, going back, maybe look at that, would you do it again exactly the same way? Would you say I'd spend less of my money, for example, or, you know, just do get an investor in a bit earlier because then you can iterate and build features. And I guess you're getting backing from a VC or an angel investor or something like that. What's your thoughts on that? I think, you know, we'll accept money anytime. <laughs> early. You know, the sooner the better. <laughs> because there's so much you want to do and it's better to spend, you know, someone else's money because then, it, you know, you can just get lots mm. more done. Um, I, I guess that would have probably, probably be something that we would... Um, have tried doing much sooner, but there's also the line to draw like, okay, at which point, you know, it's, you know, we, we do we welcome people in? Um, and, and because it's a tech product, the features kept needing to be updated all the time and money kept being, you know, you, you just, you don't need to invest money for it to be up to date because every, every time the app is out, it's already outdated. You just got to keep going. So I think money and investors coming in at an earlier stage would have, you know, help us progress much faster and to get the marketing and word out there, you know, every startup, you know, if you're not, if you're self-funded, 
marketing money is just as much as investment to build the, the product itself. So, yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Razlan? Did you have anything? Well, um, uh, yes and no. You know, I, I kind of agree with um, what Lina said. You know, if um, if an investor or, you know, someone would have come in a bit earlier to tell us, you know, do it. But at the same time, I also feel that whatever, whatever that we've done now, actually um, will be able to, I think if an investor came in at an earlier stage, mm. we wouldn't have been able to understand and, and know what is needed to be done as uh, the founders of Kids Direct. You know, the entire idea of the fundamental of this app was based, was built based on problems that we were having. Yeah. Now, from an investor's point of view, uh, I would think that, uh, and I still think that, you know, uh, when they come in, no doubt that uh, they want the best outcome, but it's also uh, a dollar outcome. The best outcome for the dollar would be his or her number one's priority. Whereas for us at this point now, um, although it's more functional, uh, yeah, it's more functional and, and our priority is still the parents. So I think it's 50, 50, you know, um, yeah. some people would say if I had Razan as a partner, you know, that's it, man, we'll be dead because we will we'll be, <laughs> we'll, we'll be going and giving as much as we can. But at the same time, having someone like Lena, you know, who's there to control, to say that, Hey, you know what? You, you need to slow down and take a step back. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I'm, I'm 50-50 on it. Yeah. Plus it goes back to what you were saying about the vision, Raslan, about having when you're working for someone else, you're not able to articulate your 100% your vision. I suppose yeah. in a sense, yeah. a VC, even though you're not working for them, you're working with them, but having a, mm. someone who's probably can't possibly understand that vision the same way you can, there's always an mm-hmm. element of trade-off there. So it's about how you do that trade-off, I suppose, and how much you trade-off. Yep. I think we're in a position right now where we want the. Totally agree. Yeah, we're in a position right position right now where the the product is quite sound as it is. You know, we feel that yeah, you know, we're ready to open doors for you know for investors to come in. I think we you know that's what we're doing currently. Um, to just give it that push for marketing, because you know even if it, if someone comes in and says, hey, you guys can do it better this way, it's fine because we've laid out the the base of it. This is how we want it to work. This is what it yeah. serves, and this is who we can talk to. Um, if you have anything to share and how we can help us scale it up, you're more than welcome. We are at that yeah. stage right now. We're very comfortable with yeah. right now. Yeah, to do I think that. also, um, you know, we've been talking to um, a few people Many of um, you. who are in this industry. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of them are surprised to say that, you know, when we are talking about this app, explaining to them about this app, you know, that we're looking for investors. So they're like, wait, so the app is done. You have a fully functional app. And we're like, yeah, we do. You have um, users, I say yes. You have merchants, and we say yes. How did you get it this far? You know, it's it's like it's unheard of. It's it's as though it's unheard of in a startup um, industry that a product is f- out of pocket. Yeah, it's fully built out of pocket, and it brought so far. This and only now we are op- we are opening it up to look for an investor or letting people come in. And again, uh, as um, as what I said earlier to, um, to Martin, which is, I think if someone did come in at an earlier stage, there's a lot of things that we we, we wouldn't have been able to do because probably prior- priorities would have been different. But I think even even now, from yeah. an investor's perspective, you've got those learnings, you've got those experiences. That from an investor is straight away is going right. You've been through that. No, you through that situation. Yeah. I mean, the situation we're in at the moment, you know, where you guys 
you know, obviously we we did a soft launch, but you were going to go for a big launch pre-COVID and then wham, that kind of happened, you know. Let's talk about that because I think the way that you guys have dealt with that, the resilience that you've shown is, I've been talking about it with a lot of people. I spoke to Rob about it as well. I think it's amazing, the resilience that you've shown and also how you utilized what you had, Yeah, um, you know, and and working with, um, you know, people in, in Malaysia to sort of utilize your platform to help people find baby products, for example, groceries, you know, during lockdown and then PPE and, you know, getting tested. So, you know, let's talk about that. I'd, I'd like to hear it from when it happened, what your first thoughts were. And I want to hear it like real and raw, you know, in terms of, you know, I, you can swear if you want, you know, because a, a lot of people was, you know, a lot of people were like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know yeah. from my perspective, when it happened, I was just like, but first of all, I thought, okay, it's, this, this is going to blow over very quickly. <laughs> and then as soon as I realized the lockdown, as soon as lockdown happened, it became real, like real. I was like, okay, this is, this is super serious. So, you know, let's talk about that from your perspective when, when it happened. I, I remember calling Nina and I was telling her, I said, I can't believe, you know. Our luck and timing. Our, our luck, you know. We've we've had we've had so many um, roadblocks, you know, coming 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 uh, up to where we are today. You know, it all started off with, with you know when we were ready to when we were ready to go live. Um, iOS decided to have an update, which you know totally um, set us back in in time. And, I, and at that point, I was like, ah, okay, you know, it's just an iOS update, so no big deal. And then when we were ready to go out again. And this is a true story, you know. Uh, the prime minister then uh, uh, decides to step down. Malaysia. In, uh, of Malaysia decides to step down. I mean, like um, that's big news, you know. And uh, and our press release totally got swallowed by it because it was something that the whole of Malaysia, the whole world was talking about it. Like, oh my God, Tun Mahathir stepped down. And then I was like telling Lina, you know, Tun Mahathir just stepped down. And then the media is like saying, no one's going to pick up your, your press release because everyone's talking about this. Then we thought, okay, never mind. We'll wait it out and see how it goes. And then, you know, a new government was formed on the day we were going to launch our press release again. <laughs> and then again, you know, the whole thing got swallowed. And I was telling Lima, I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Okay. Let's just wait a couple of days. Don't care. We will launch after that. And after that, you know, there's this small thing called a pandemic. <laughs> that hit us and it's like no one's allowed to go out you know everyone has it, it's like um, everyone has to stay indoors and I was telling you know, I, I think I'm going mad you know it's like time <laughs> and time every time we, we, we are ready I love the fact that you can laugh about back. it now we are ready well. to get pushed back and, and I was telling you now, we are paralyzed the whole idea of the app is for families to go out and do things and now no one can go out <laughs> <It's fucking long. laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it was just unbelievable. We were like, "Oh my god!" Again, yeah, you know, again. It, we, we were like, I just couldn't believe it. I, I said, you know, we we spent all this time moved to the left, we moved to the we, right. Yeah. You know, we we yeah. were we were adapting at that, and and now this, and you know, and it and it's not just Malaysia; it's the whole world. I was like, you know. I said, Lena, you know what? You call me back when, <laughs> you know, whenever, because you know, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And then it was heartbreaking because I think Malaysia, um, Malaysia went into, 
yeah, yeah Malaysia first. went into yeah. into the the MCO for the lockdown first. So, uh, I was hit pretty bad because no one could go out. And but you know things were still going on in in the UK. And you know it's like, okay, you know what what do you think? Maybe let's sit down and go back to the drawing board. And I was like, what do you mean go back to the drawing board? <laughs> Everything is already drawn out. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, changing it would mean you know that the the app's not going to work. The app's not going to work. But again, as I said. This, and this is where Lena comes in. So she's like saying, you know, you know, you know what? You just got to think positive. Um, you're you're an idea guy, you know, and you're all, all about possibilities. So why don't you just chill first and, you know, let's see what, what we can do. And then it was after that that Lena um, called and said, hey, I just got an idea. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, Okay. Because we are, what we did was like, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, what we go, did go was, ahead, it's real, back to why we started the whole, you know, the whole idea and the whole app is, it's really solving problems like real families are facing, you know, families like me and families like Rosalind. And over here, when they started the lockdown, I couldn't find any conflicts, nothing. I couldn't find any breakfast for my children. There's no yeah. crazy people buying things off the shelves. And like, I'm like calling my friends, like, you know, if you see conflicts and you just pick it up for me, you know, I, Nothing. I couldn't find anything. And like, I was sitting in Rusland, like, you know. Australia was running out of toilet paper. Toilet paper. So were we in the UK. Mm. was running out of toilet paper, yeah. right? And, and I was sitting in Rusland, these are the problems which you're facing. And then that's when Lena, yeah. And at that time, and well, yeah, so once Lena said that, then I realized that, you know, um, and when, when it was uh, my turn to go out, the, the, the lines, the queue would be mad, you know. It, it would be like, you know, you're, you're lining up for a U2 concert. And by the time you get in, everything is gone, you know. And this was happening at all the major supermarkets. And I was telling Lina, I came back, I was like, you know what, I wanted to go out, I don't buy milk for my kid. Also can't, you know, uh, we're out of baby products, can't do that. And then Lina was like, why don't you go to the, to, to the Sunday corner shops? shops. Yeah. The corner shops. The corner shops. And I was like, huh? Corner shops? What do you mean? And then I, after that, I had asked my wife and I said, like, hey, all the sundry shops, right? Do they sell any baby products? They say, yeah, you can get the milk there. You can get the basic essentials, you know, the pampers, the wet wipes, etc. And then I told Lina, I said, hey, you know, the sundry shops, you know, they sell all this stuff. So Lina said, then let's use that as a way to let parents know that there are all these sundry shops near them that they can go to buy basic baby essentials. And then it was like, oh, yeah, his dialogue is a ruin. So we already had a platform which we could, you know, we could manipulate as, we could use as um, from a parent's point of view. So there's two entry points. You can come in and tell me what you have as a merchant and you can let other people's look, other people, other parents know, you know, from a parent's point of view. So we did that from a parent's point of view. So I, if I find conflicts, I'm going to put conflicts on the app. If I find, you know, anything that I think other people have, like we ran out of Calpol, you can't find Calpol anywhere, you know, that for that two weeks, you know, people were just going crazy. So these little things we could translate to the app and also the COVID testing was, you know, a yeah. major thing in Malaysia. There had COVID points, hospitals which admits yeah. patients, which we could, again, we could put all that information up um, on our end with no cost at all. So we kind of like yeah. used that and pivoted and made it a very, you know, something which could help families out there if they needed it. We, yeah, we, we even started using the platform to do like, um, announce small, small announcements, you know, telling people, you know, don't forget to wash your hands. Um, you know, don't forget. Yeah. 
community the community service information you know uh, don't forget you know to uh, social distance if you're going out put on a mask you know keep safe so we were doing that and then it, it was then we that we realized that you know the app has a uh, has another function which was initial the which is now like the initial function of the app itself hmm. um, having said all that you know um, and I just told Lena Lena this um, about two weeks ago I said you know what I think that this pandemic actually kind of like did us a favor, you know, because right now when things are starting to lose up, merchants want parents to know that their place is safe to go, you know, that they're abiding by SOP, that they're sanitizing, that they're doing social distancing. And parents who's been cooked up with their kids for the last, I don't know how long in their home, want to go out, you know, and they want, and they want, they yeah. won't say that they want to go yeah, they out. They want to say it, yeah, but they want to go out. But they all want to go yeah. out <laughs> for the sanity of the kids, you know. And so and they want to go to places where it, they know it's safe. And then I was telling Lina, hey, if that's the case right now, Kids Direct is ahead of the game. We are ahead of the game mm. because we have we have a product which is ready to go, and we can we can ride on this pandemic. You know, we can we that's what we are fundamentally. We want to tell parents to make the right choice, you know, and there's things that you can do outside as a family and feel safe. So here we are today. So we updated a feature on the app called, which was approved by iOS this morning. Finally. (laughs) And it's called, it's called the COVID-19 safe zone where merchants can, can inform, can, can lay out all the SOPs or, um, you know, any, anything that they've done, cleanliness measures, uh, how often they've cleaned the place. Some people want to know a lot of information and this allow, this platform allows uh, merchants to do such things. And um, it's up to the parents to decide if that's, what they want to hear and that's good for them then they can make a decision to go and do whatever they need to do you know that's that's essentially what it is now moving forward i think once the panic sets over i mean one thing that this has done is it it gives people an opportunity you know there's problems that need to be solved and you guys I think obviously once the panic was over, had a something that you could utilize to solve the problem. And once again, it's going back to your core value of why you actually did it from the beginning. So you've not really moved away from, from that. It's, you're still meeting the core problem that you set out to solve. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I think, um, in terms of time, guys, I think we're there. It's been, um amazing hearing that story i think especially from the covid thing because i think it's obviously something we're still all living through but um yeah i mean it's been fantastic to talk to you guys and i think um hopefully all the people who listen to this episode have learned something and um, i know definitely from my perspective like we said earlier in the episode um this is all fresh for my ears but yeah it's been amazing um so yeah thank you for coming on and hopefully we can have you back awesome you guys have a good rest of your day Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Yes. Take care. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.